It's Stone. It's Reg. And we're talking music. We're talking music. Okay, Pastor Stone, how was uh, your week? Uh, the week the week was, uh, let's not talk about the week. It's, <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Feels like a Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let, let's talk about, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's some dopes around here. Let, let, let's, let's start talking about Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Your boy. As, as a longtime LP fan, as a longtime Killer Mike fan, I'm a huge one of the Jewel fan. I was very disappointed. <laughs> but not why I think people say they are disappointed. Because people are like, oh my God, duh, duh, duh. you know, how you could be pro gun, da 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 da. Killer Mike is from the South. He is from the South. South as he, fuck. He, he, he is from the South. Hey, yeah. No, and it's funny too because, like, me being from the South, like, we, we love our guns down there. Love our guns. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I know plenty of cats who conceal carry. I dated this girl who was just like, yo, I, my, my daddy got me a gun for my 16th birthday. Oh, 16th birthday. Oh, everybody's <laughs> got a brand box. new whip. She's got the gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, no, they love the guns. But anyway, continue. Yeah, no, so long story short, so... You know, and he's been an outspoken advocate in the past where he showed up on, on you know, he's somebody where, like, he, he's never hidden the fact that he loves his guns. And I don't even love him. He, he always comes from the aspect of, you know, protect yourself. Yeah. You know, which is, yeah. which is cool. Very hip-hop. Yeah. But my man decided to go on NRA TV, which is on some, like, mega racist, mega, like, the darkies are out to get us, you know, Black Lives Matter, da 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 and no, 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 like Blue Lives Matter. Oh, yeah, Blue Lives Matter. Blue Yo, lives sorry, matter. Blue, Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> so it's crazy watching him kind of, and I, and I see what he was thinking, because he's somebody where he's been popping up on like CNN and yeah. all these places, and he's thinking that, oh, this is the same exact thing, but it's not. Like, it's a place where, like, it's because it's, the whole goal of NRA TV is to really basically sell kind of guns. Oh, yeah. And then so, and then they do that playing into what's the easiest way to sell things? White fear. Yeah. So yeah. continuously, they'll have things about, like, you know, Black Lives Matter or shooting people, you know, apartheid in, in South Africa, the killing farmers, all this weird, like, fucking barely dog whistle shit. So when he shows up there... I'm thinking that he's thinking that it's like a regular, you know, just just NRA, but it's not. NRA TV is some whole other shit. Yeah. Did you do you see um John Oliver did the whole expose like yes. 25 minutes on NRA TV? Yeah. Which is crazy cuz I'm like nobody in Killer Mike's camp like played that for him. And yeah. So like yo, like just sit down for 25 minutes like l- like look at the shit. You know. And I think it's cuz apparently the guy's his boy. So that's why he did it as a favor, but unfortunately for him, so he recorded it. He got set up. Yeah, he got set up hard because the day is all the marching and yada, 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 yeah. and we love our kids. And also he, he's on record basically saying how he would never let his kids march and gun, gun, bang, bang, and Wakanda yeah. got guns. Yeah, he, he, I mean, but, and, but that's the thing, too. Like, he tried to retract that and say, oh, you know, I support the marchers and blah, blah, blah. Number one, you said you wouldn't let your kids march or walk out in, in high school, like walk out of high school. <sighs> You know, like you said, you know, basically kind of said shit like, yo, like, I don't believe in like anti-bullying. Like you got like my kid needs to smack the bully back or what, yeah. you know, and I'm like, you said that stuff, you know, so you can't really walk it back. Yeah. You know, I mean, he did make some good points. He he, he kind of talked about how there is a, there's some blindness in, in the March for Our Lives where, you know, we weren't marching when black people were you know, getting shot and killed. Agreed. Uh, but he also didn't say that the NRA has not really stood up for, like, people like Philando Castile, who, you know, has a concealed carry permit and yeah. still got shot. Well, you know. You know, the, so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the thing is, I would like to say it's racism, but it's just the fact of they know their market. Their market is basically their primary market, because definitely black people buy guns too, but. As long as you're able to sell the fear. Oh, no. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's really crazy, too, the NRA is, is pro-war on drugs, you know, pro, like, you know, anti-marijuana le- legislation and things like that, which, I mean, Killer Mike, <laughs> yeah. is, that's, that's yeah. the antithesis of his whole career, almost, <sighs> you know, and I'm just, I, like, I don't understand it. I, I really... It's really weird. Like the intro was really weird, talking about like you're gonna take our like guns and going against the Constitution. Yeah, you know, like like. And the sad thing is, like, I, I'm I'm not I'm not anti-gun. 
I like there's too many guns in this country for us to become like a UK or Australia or whatever yeah. where like everybody's just gonna give up their gun. Like it's, yeah. we're way past that point. Particularly the guys who have them now. I don't trust those users. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, and I've tried to get into arguments with gun rights people. I'm like, why can't we just make it sensible as you know, you have a license to get a car, like you know, like to drive a car. You have a license. Yeah, you, know, you I had to go through like driver's ed and shit. Why don't we do that for guns? And you know, <laughs> but it goes back to the manufacturers, and and it goes back to how like when you when when even Fox News polls gun owners, most of them want some kind of regulation. But if you're a gun manufacturer, you just want to get it as cheaply, well yeah. not cheaply, as expensive, but as easy as possible in oh, people's of hands. Of so anything in between, you know, not to be funny, you know, that 24 hour waiting period, you know, for you know any kind of excuse, mental excuse, it's like nah, man, get it, get that gun, you know, that's that's a purchase you're you're denying me for that 24 hours, <laughs> you know. Yeah, man. But even like common sense laws, like with the spousal abuse one, where it's just like if if you're you know fond of spousal abuse, yada yada, you can't buy a gun. Like they were fighting shit like that. Like why? Yeah. And like and like because in their mind, it's like you know we'd be losing customers. And of it's course. Very depressing. Of course. But going back to Killer Mike. Yeah, going back to Killer Mike. I get it. Like you know he he's pro gun. Like I've shot guns. Like I've got I've got like my my girlfriend's family. They all love guns, and I understand why. As yeah. It, even for, for hobby and for protection. But like you said. Yo, whose man's is this? How you gonna shoot? Who? Did, nobody pulled him to the side. Nobody and was like, pulled him to the side. This is not a good look. Everybody here got Confederate flags. They talk a little funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing like that happening. Yeah, I mean, and, and and it's crazy too because like you know he kind of when he was doing his retraction, he kind of talked about like, oh, you know, I don't want to like whatever. I think he could have been that really moderate voice that we need on guns. Oh yeah, he would have been perfect. He, he would have been perfect for that. Um, and I think too. I think if he he kind of came on NRA TV as a debate, yes, that would have been great too. But yeah, none of that, none of that. And, you know, and it sucks because even later in the day, I saw the Fox News like tweeting out like you know Killer Mike, who supported you know Bernie Sanders, says he would never let his kids march. You know, and like it, it kind of because yeah. I think the idea is like, and it goes back to a lot of stuff we talk about about like as far as being an artist and branding, where like how do you you got to be careful of who you sit with, kind of. Yeah, and, and like. Like, he should have seen that a mile away. Like, that was not, it's, like, I would have done that, like, not to say Fox News is awesome, but I, but at least to a certain extent, like, they've got, they've got a little bit of skin in the game. Not a yeah. lot of skin. Yeah. But the NRA TV, don't give no fucks. All they want to do is sell guns. Yeah. 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 So, so what do you think about uh, Killer Mike's career? Can he, can he recover from this? But that's the thing. They were on tour of Lord. <laughs> like, like, it, it was a weird time for him to have done, yeah. like, and... And I think it's just because, luckily for him, and it's going to sound weird, even though his name is Killer Mike, he's always personable. He's always a friendly person. Like, yeah. one of the jewels, even though they make, like, a hard-hitting rap music, the personas off stage is just, like, happy potheads. Yeah. So I think it's, like, an easy for him to kind of flip. But it was still stupid. It's something where I think, and maybe it's, like I said, I don't know if it's because... As an as as an indie artist, you kind of do whatever. Maybe it's because they made their brand kind of by like you know Adult Swim, by like they, they yeah. didn't really kind of go like the the same regular route of you know I'm making music. Somebody signs me and I'm putting out shit out on a record label. Their turns twists and turns were everywhere. So maybe like I, they, they, he just thought it would be cool, but like I don't know, man. Like it's something where like I thought that like what I liked about Killer Mike was even though I didn't necessarily believe a lot of the stuff he was doing politically, yeah, it was cool to see somebody. Being very hip hop on like these new shows. Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, Un unapologetically so. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to kind of see him like that, and I I want to see what's going to happen in the future if he's going to be as open, because the problem there is you know if you if you're putting yourself out there like that, you could also get shot like that also. Yeah. And that's the thing there where he's like, oh, but you know, off stage I'm, a, I'm a, you know I'm here chilling with me and my wife, yada yada yada, pot yeah. pot pot. And then when you kind of make yourself kind of put yourself in that political kind of situations, you've got a certain kind of way you've got to live your life, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Because his name is Killer Mike. I know. So you figure, like, I, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I but know. Killer Mike now is kind of like this friendly hip-hop dude. You really don't have that freedom to kind of go, like, you know, it's something where DMX <laughs> could have showed up <laughs> on NRAT talking shit. It would be perfectly fine. I, I, I want to hear DMX's <laughs> policy on guns in America. Oh, it would be fantastic. Would, it would be sampled. Oh. <laughs> But because he presents himself as this, like, you know, like this, like this, like, you know, progressive type dude. Yeah. You know, Bernie Sanders voted for him to do that. It's like, whoa, we don't really get this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know. Yeah. You know. I mean, it'd be kind of interesting if he kind of went on, you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be an apology tour. Like, hopefully it's not like, you know, super cheesy where he's like kind of talking with a Parkland student and they're like, 
you know, hugging like, all these little white hugging, kids around. Yeah, now. you know, <laughs> hugging them, and you know, I like, I, you know, I, I think, I feel like he needs to defend his position. You know, like, why won't you let your kids like, you know, walk out of march? You know, like, talk about that. You yeah. know, and I, I think you know he's an older black man, so I understand kind of like where he's coming from, and I don't want our society to be to ostracize him. You know, just for his opinion, you know. But that's the problem, man. You said an older black man. You keep, friends will let friends do black barbershop talk in white spaces. <laughs> and that's where he got caught. True. Like he was, he was given, I would never let my kids, da, 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 da. And then, you know, lo and behold, they grabbed that little clip, put it on there, and now you look like the fool. Yeah, man. And like I said, I, and I agree. I, I, think, I think what he's saying, because even the students themselves were on some, like, you know, because even they recognized like the, the lack of intersectionality. Because yeah. they were like, you know, we're here. Because I forget which one was like, we're here because you know this is good and all, but let's also keep in mind of the minority students who yeah. do shit like this and get yeah. fucked up by cops and nobody does anything. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. paraphrased. Yeah, I, which the, the NRA again. Yeah, <laughs> they love that. They're like, look you at know. these, look at these protesters. Oh man, do you want these kids out there dating your daughters? It's like, it, it, with their rapidy rap. It, and it's crazy too because they sponsor NRA. I mean, look, they sponsor. You know, congressmen and people who who have drafted bills to say it's okay to shoot a protester or run a protester over if they're blocking a, a highway. You know, so again, it, it's it's yeah. I mean, we we I I think we we were in you know yeah. And then people bring up a lot how the NRA has a history of actually at times kind of being allies. Like if we fought the NRA, you know, they particularly in the '60s, you know, those protections. Yeah, but that kind of died. That's like. That's like saying, you know, the Republicans flee their slaves. Yeah, like the, exactly. Like the NRA, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it's its purpose has changed <laughs> in yeah. the past couple of decades. <laughs> but uh but yeah. Anyway, but, uh, all I'm right. Still looking so looking forward to run a Jules Four, damn it. <laughs> LP bring that heat. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be a very sad apologetic album. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know about this run the jewels now, man. I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of sad, happy titles now. <laughs> Where's LP at? What, what is his thoughts? Because LP, you know what LP did? LP, <laughs> LP, LP did what the black member of every kind of band like this does. Except he's the white guy. He was like, "What? He's talking that crazy white guy talking shit. Let me go in the back here, so I don't catch any of them strays." <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, oh, he's talking a little. Let me go back here. Let me have my coconut smile. Hey, <laughs> hey, I want LP thoughts. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, Killer Mike, we'll see. We'll see what happens to the dude. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. glad he, I guess he, he apologized, but again, like, I, I, it's almost like Facebook. He, he kind of apologized, like, because he got caught. Yeah. Not, you know, <laughs> like not because he like, you know, I think had like a revelation or maybe he did. I don't know. But like, it didn't, it didn't feel as genuine as, as I think he thought it was. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's weird because I would have really liked him to go in on, cause the thing is he kind of said that my words were misused, but I think it's not, it's not the message. The message we could all debate about. Yeah. It's not like he was out there, go shoot people. He was just saying for protection and, and we really can argue that at all. Yeah. But as the idea of the his platform, because yeah. by that it says basically Killer Mike supports, you know, yeah. you're gonna have the Killer Mike clip playing right next to the, like you know the Black Lives Matter kill, kids are killing us in the street clips, <laughs> both of them together. So it's kind of yeah. it's not a good look. All right, so let's move on. Um, so I I, I I email you today because um, this cat Takashi sixty nine six nine six nine, and so here's here's what's have been happening. I've had, I think, at least, like, four people kind of be like, oh, you're from New York. Takashi 69 is the king of New York. How do <laughs> you feel about that? You know? And it's weird because I'm not from New York. I've only, I mean, I've been here for a while. I'm not, like, I wouldn't say I'm a big defender of New York hip-hop. You know? Like, I didn't grow. Like, I wasn't born from it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Bane Streets, <laughs> two years old, wearing thems. <laughs> You North know? Face jacket out there on the street corner, <laughs> slanging rock. Yeah, you know, but I, I did some. I feel some, feel some type of way. You know, I feel some type of way. And you know, the the the, the people who like kind of got at me, you know, been from like Toronto, like L.A., D.C. Um, I forgot what the what the other city was, but like they all kind of have their oh, like modern hip hop. I love that though. They're out there throwing darts. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> That's the power of the internet. Your friends can always climb from any from any place in the world. 
<laughs> you know, they have this like, you know, they, they have their modern like kind of hip hop like superstars. And I feel like I guess New York we we have Cardi B. Cardi B you know? is the king of New York and queen of New York. Yeah, right you know, but yeah. I, I think that, you know, I don't know. Like, I saw what they were doing and, you know, it was prompted by an Instagram post. I, I, I like, it wasn't directed at me. It was just like, this is kind of like, the, you know, the, like what like set everything off of me. Uh, my boy Ian out in Toronto, uh, Different Kitchen was like, you know, this, this, this kind of like uh, weird ass picture of Takashi 69 and you know kind of like uh, Black Panther was just like is this your king? <laughs> is this your king? <laughs> you know I mean look I mean I'm not I'm not mad at it, you know but it's just I thought it was just funny after all the conversations I've been having you know so um, yeah like as a born and bred New Yorker what are your thoughts of, of, of Takashi 69 and Cardi B being the king and queen of New York? I, I mean <laughs> Cardi B is awesome, so I'm not even debate that. Like, gladly give her both the 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 the, the crown and, she, and and you know give give her both. But uh, Takashi is weird, Mister Six Nine. <laughs> it's because I really feel like not to if you're not talking about King of New York, I really believe the reason why he exists is because of the vacuum that Bobby Schmurder left, mm. and like um because like his crew was bubbling like like at that moment in time because you had because. He was doing that young street rap shit hard, yeah. And I think because like like computers was was was, was a Roddy Rebel, mm-hmm. like 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 he had some street anthems that were bubbling yeah. up, and yeah. he disappeared. So from that, you kind of had this weird vortex. And the thing is about Takashi is that, or, or, or Six Nine, what the fuck is called, is that it's he's basically doing street bangers, but I don't know if they're really that good. Like they they bump because the beats are there and he's screaming the lyrics at you in a very New York kind of angry New York kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the bars aren't there. It's not witty. And the thing is also about him is he's really pretty much a fraud. Like, I'm going <laughs> to just put it out there. Because my man's was fucking for gummo. So he's out there in, you know, in the streets, you know, blooded up, blood, yeah, torn yeah, up yeah. the fucking signs, yada, yada, yada. And when I saw that video, I was like, wait the fuck up. I live around the fucking block from that fucking house. <laughs> There's no such thing... <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong. In Bed-Stuy, you will get shot. You know what I'm saying? Shit, shit still pops off. Yeah. But it's not popping off like fucking that Mad Max shit they had in the video. Like, ain't no grandmothers out there fucking, you know, getting their do-rags on. It's something where it's very like much more relaxed, much more chill. Yeah. So, you know, it's something like, you know, it's something where, like, you know, it's something like, like it's already, like, a fraud. Like, it's and it's, and it's kind of depressing because you see that because, like, when he was doing a Charmin video and he was like, oh, I don't, I don't rep... Crips, I don't rep bloods. Yeah, I don't yeah, do any yeah, of that yeah. stuff. Yada yada yada. It's still fucking bullshit. It's it's. Yeah. It just shows you how like he's just kind of playing with imagery to play with it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it, it's crazy now. Just again, like these kids have, like th- this is just fantasy to them. Yeah. Like they have exposure to all this. They they can literally just like, go on Wikipedia and read the history of Crips and Bloods yeah. and like say that they are one. Which I think is like very interesting, you know, in a lot of ways. Crowdsourcing gang membership. <laughs> <laughs> Kickstarter, trying to be blood. Need tattoos. Seven fifty to start, please. <laughs> you can get like make a donation, get a membership card, like, you know. <laughs> Cause that's the thing also. You know? Like New York in general, like obviously I have Bloods and Crips in New York, but New York is always about crews. Yeah, exactly. People gang together to make money, most likely illicit ways, and that's it. Yeah. So it's so the thing is, I won't say that culture's not there, but it's not hard. Even when he was giving that, that Charlamagne answer, where he's like, "Oh, I bangled both of them," yada yada yada, you could tell he's not really from there. He just thinks it's cool. Yeah. No. It's, it, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that's the thing. And and the thing is, even though like I said, it's not thick in New York, there are people there who who are decades in the game and that will actually check you. So even by him kind of saying that and like, oh, this, out da, 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 and like how he has like, oh, come set me to my store, to my show, like his past probably only exists in a small section of Brooklyn Tops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's from, he's from the Bronx, right? Yeah. 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 He's from the Bronx. He's not yeah. even from Brooklyn. Oh, shit. I mean, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's from the Bronx. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's, <sighs> I mean, I, I guess like, all right, so he's a fraud. Um, I think he is. I don't know. Is he the top-selling male artist for New York right now? Wow, that's harsh. <laughs> that can't be. The thing is, but he's just, but it's still you know? street bubbling. Like like Gummo's like like these are street records, and like Gummo they have the they have the YouTube videos and the yeah. views. Yeah. But it's not like he's. I'm trying to think. Like I love to know what he is on Billboard. 
I, I, I can imagine being high, but not high. Like he's not like like extension. Like, unfortunately, it's, it's a bigger hit. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I figure yeah. he's probably more like a little peep status. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most yeah. likely, most yeah. likely. Yeah, no, I mean it, it, it's. It's it's been weird to me because I like I I mean even though I'm not from New York, it, I I mean I guess maybe I'm a part of the problem. Like there's so many people that are coming here from like down south and West Coast, and we're like we're all kind of bringing our different flavor and our guns. Shots to the mic, you know. But like, um, you know, I it, it I mean although I do have to say like there's a lot of track like. Like of his tracks that really do sound like East Coast hip hop, yeah, you know. Um, but I think the aesthetic and kind of like what he's trying to to like put out there is is kind of like again, it's like little peep, little pump, kind of that Miami, you know, like like look and aesthetic. Um, Particularly I, in the videos, in the videos, yeah. it's all dudes. Like, there's no Tims to be found. Yeah, everybody's you know. wearing like you know wife beaters. <laughs> it all looks mad hot. I yeah, mean, like, no, that's not New York. That's yeah. New York. Maybe four months out of the year. And, and, and I, I think it's, it's it's really kind of. Um, I think it is sad because I do think you have these cities where there's a more entrenched you know sense of identity. Like when you look at L.A., when you look at Chicago, when you look at like even like D.C. now of like you know. Um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Brent Fayaz and like um, Gold Link and like, you know, like I feel like there's, there's you know, Philly now has re-embraced Me- Meek Mill and like Meek Mill is now a champion that yeah. like everybody black, white, whatever is kind of embracing you know, so it's like it, it's who, who thought going to jail would have been great for his career? I know, right? We all hated him before I know, right? Yeah, Drake almost buried him and all of a sudden <laughs> we're like, free Meek Mill free Meek Mill <laughs> I know, right? Thanks, shots of parole violations. It's, yo, and it's crazy too. Like, all right. So on, on a side note, number one, having a bunch of drunk white kids scream "Free with McMill" after the, the the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, I mean that makes you a, a cultural icon right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then number two, they elected like a DA who's like, oh well, McMill like got arrested under these circumstances. I'm going to like. You know, make sure that this never happens again, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. So Meek Mill is like, you know, in Philly, he's like, he's 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 something that like people are galvanizing around. Yeah, and I feel like New York is kind of lacking that. You know, it, it's 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 even weird when you look at somebody like Cardi B, who's so New York, <laughs> but it, it's still kind of it's I, I, you know. And it sucks because I feel like on a certain underground level, you have rappers that are very New York and very popular. You've got your Action Bronson. You've got your Joey Badass. Yeah. You've got your Flatbush Zombies. Yeah. To me, like, you had moments. Like, I, like I met your Bobby Schmurter's crew before. I thought probably the king of New York could have been ASAP Rocky if he, if he actually liked rapping. Oh, yeah. Like, like the ASAP yeah. crew could have been huge. And I, and I feel like they're still trying to, trying to blow. They're still dropping stuff off. But it felt like, and maybe rightfully so, like, it's hard to make money now just rapping. Yeah, and, and so you know he was trying to ride other waves and yada yada yada, and he's kind of released a couple of songs and they've been all right, but they haven't really been hitting. Yeah, and like it kind of sucks because I was a huge ASAP fan. I loved like yeah. the Book of Clams Casino, the early stuff. I thought he was going a certain direction, and like I, I, and even I think he said it himself like hip hop is over. Yeah, when that last album had its moments, but you could tell he was trying to branch out in a lot of weird, crazy directions. Yeah, and was kind of making music just to you know I gotta I, I'm a rapper, so I have to put an album out so that way I still get invited to fucking you know. <laughs> the Louis Vuitton spring wear next month. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And I, I think like I think we need like a puffy in New York. We need somebody Consolidator? who consolidates everybody, brings everybody together, you know. We need a RIP to Craig to Craig Mack, by the way. Yes, RIP to Craig Mack. Uh but you know that that the or even in the category ASAP Yams. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I think if Yams was around, the ASAP crew would be a little a little more cohesive yeah. as far as rappers concerned. Because he was he was a hip hop dude first. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mentioned like Craig Mack because because we need like a flavor in your ear remix <laughs> <laughs> with all Keeping these cats coming together. together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on one track. Like just you know, just blow it out. And get Cardi, you know, get Cardi on there, get you know, ASAP on there, get Joey Badass, you know, Action Bronson, you know, okay, put Takashi on there. Like, why not? You know, can't, can't do it. Can't support that. (laughs) Can't support that shit. He just kills me. Cause the thing is what I hate about it is the fact of where, and it's something, 
Because he reminds me of, because you hear it a lot, when you walk around like New York City, you'll hear a lot of like New York rap. Yeah. But I'm saying like the, it's a little trap influenced yeah. and there's somebody rapping and it's very aggressive yeah. and he can't like take, like in front of my, I had an apartment dude and for some reason, so I lived on top of a liquor store. Mm. So I had these bright lights yeah. and I shit you not. Once a motherfucking month, cars would pull up and shoot videos in front of it. Oh, yeah. Just because it was that perfect corner shot. Yeah. So it would come out there and cops didn't really mess with them, even though I had cops like five blocks away. Because <laughs> that's on NYPD rolls. They either totally don't give a fuck or totally harassment. And they would shoot videos and it would kind of have that same kind of sound. And I feel like a lot of those dudes could have had that spot. It's just kind of, it's, it's just what goes viral. Yeah. And for some reason, he kind of caught that flame. Like, I remember even distinctly, I, I remember, I like, fucking, it's like 2 in the morning, and they're shooting a video. I'm like, damn, they're fucking killing me. But I was, the song's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just kind of like a die roll, because there's a lot of dudes like that, like, on the underground, trying to kind of break the way that 6 9 did. And I, I don't know if it's because of the SoundCloud wave, right? because he's younger. I don't know, it's, like, how it's he... It's totally the yeah. SoundCloud wave. It's so, I mean, I, I again, I, I think... Maybe he's smart. He modeled himself. Like he, I, I can't tell him apart from like Lil Pump, Lil Peep. Who's the dude who, who's not dead? Oh, Peep, Peep is dead. Pump is around. Okay, Lil Pump. <laughs> I mean, they look like twins to me, you know? And that's an old man. That's an old man thought. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely that SoundCloud wave. Um, and I, you know, I, you know, as much as I love somebody like Joey Badass, I feel like it's just hip hop is not right. Like it's just, maybe we'll be ready for that again soon. But I feel like, I don't know, like hip hop wasn't ready for him and like to embrace him. Like when he came out, although I think like all of his mixtapes are fire, Yeah. but I'm also an older dude. So of course I'm going to think that, you know, but it's interesting. Cause I, I have a sneaky suspicion is that we're going to get back to, back to like bars not perhaps not in hip hop, but I forget who I saw a freestyle recently of a couple of like young Chicago rappers, mm-hmm. and they were and like like these dudes usually do trap beats. They were destroying it, like like just like snap 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 yeah. snap, yeah. trading it. And I, I think that's gonna eventually come back. Not even on some old head shit, yeah. just because it's got to be cyclical. So at a certain point, we're gonna hit the end of, of SoundCloud rap, and we're gonna have to go back to another direction. So I kind of see that kind of happen because even even a lot of the new the young dudes. Like a Denzel Curry's and stuff. Like they, yeah. they, they still they could rap. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to kind of see that kind of come back. But, whew, King of New York. King of New York. King of New York. A dude wearing Daglo braids. <laughs> <laughs> Who's vaguely black, vaguely Latino. We can't even tell. I think Ooh. he's all like. I think he's all Latino. No, I think he's a white dude. We have like a I Japanese name. I thought he was Asian. I, I refuse to believe you could have that much fronting from a POC. <laughs> He obviously he's a dude. He gets his eyebrows. He, he gets a tan. He gets his eyebrows done dark, and he gets his day glow braids. And his name is Wilson. Wilson Montgomery <laughs> <laughs> from Howard Beach. Yeah. Oh man. Um, all right. So let's talk about what we're listening to. All right. Uh, what are you listening to these days? I'm listening week? to. Uh, Two things. So actually, two. two I was I was I was in my punk phase this week. Apparently, nice. nice. So uh, one of those weeks, huh? So yeah, one of those weeks. <laughs> it's that cold. You know, I have my Tim's on and I had my little emo shirt on at the same time. But uh, one of the bands I was listening to was a band called The Armed. Mm-hmm. So The Armed is a band from Detroit, hardcore punk band. A lot of like very like extreme, like uh, metal elements to it. Very uh-huh. hard. A lot of like. Because I remember reading an interview a while ago about uh, this band called Converge, mm-hmm. and then talking to the guitarist, and he was saying, like, yeah, you know, the reason why I play the riffs I play is because all the good riffs got stolen. Like, they're like, oh, why are your yeah. riffs so complex? And so this is a band that kind of exemplifies this, where everything's almost jazzy in the way everything switches. Word. So what's funny about them is the music is great. If you're a fan of, like, like extreme, like, heavy music, they're fantastic. But what, one of the things I found fantastic about them is the fact of it's almost a weird art project. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know who's actually in the band. Or, so if you go to the Facebook page, it is great. You go to the Facebook page and you have all these you know, album covers and this, and we're in the band. You start to realize after you troll all the pictures, these aren't the same people. <laughs> <laughs> so the press photo is going out now. Basically, it has them looking like Urban Outfitter employees. <laughs> and you really can't have like, you know, like a crazy, like, like bad brain slash slayer heavy band looking yeah. like Urban Outfitter's employees. Yeah. So obviously... It may not be all of them, but some people here don't belong. (laughs) 
And it's also interesting to kind of see because apparently like they had a live album a couple mm. years ago, and the way they did the live album is they played shows, not as them. They just showed like they you know random band showed up, played this punk show probably, recorded those tracks, yada yada yada. Yeah. So it's interesting to see like this weird kind of art, pro- and even the art itself to, to go back again is very photogenic. So you'll see like even though, and I'm a stereotype now. I'm assuming it's a band full of white guys. A lot of the art had looks is very almost queer, mm. you know, POCs in it, you Word. know, for the singles and stuff, and, it, and, cool. and very like like professional photographer, like these are like almost pieces of art. Yeah. So it's kind of cool the way they kind of did that. So it goes to the fact of where, and I guess in that space, because you're not gonna make any, you know, unlike your Takeshi Six Nines, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of rebellion is not gonna make you a billion kind of fucking YouTube views. So I guess the idea is that if you're gonna do something in that kind of like weird kind of like very niche kind of category, at least yeah. make it artsy. Yeah. So then done a really good job. But uh, anyway, to bring it back to 360, they um, have a new album coming out, and what I liked about it is because they're very artsy in the photos and some music elements because they're very much a metal band, yeah, and a hardcore metal band I should say. That uh, the new album or new single they release is very pretty, mm. and it's and it's like clean vocals. Word. But at the same time, they've got a, a drummer from a previous match called Converge, which is his name Ben Collar is one of the best drummers in metal. Period. He's just a demon. Mm. So you've got all this prettiness happening while he's just going nuts. Yeah. There's a point in the song where the vocals stop and the vocals are pretty and everything else, and it's just him kind of going nuts. And then the guitars going, and it's just fucking like almost like a weird jazz song. Right. So it's cool to kind of see them because the thing is they were really good as a as a as a band as far as a, a punk hardcore punk band. Mm. And but I love the arts and this kind of creeping into the music also because it kind of flirted with it. Like in the old stuff, you hear some saxophones, but you know yeah. it's always back to like you know guitar 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 mosh mosh mosh. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to kind of see that arts and this kind of come and affect the music also. Right. So that's that's one of the big ones I'm listening to this. Cool. Week. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of funny that you say that because. I've been listening to this this, this uh, group called the TRP, so that can either be the trip or the trap. <laughs> um, well, listen, the trap. So, this, and, so are these trap rappers. And it, suck, and it sucks because I tell myself I don't want to listen to post weekend R and B. That's all there is, though. And that's it's only that's pre all and there post. Is. All there is, and, and it's such a basically like. If you don't know, like House of Balloons with the weekend, for the most part, change R&B forever. Yes. Like you wouldn't have your Price and Tillers. You wouldn't like like none of those cats. You would not have any of those cats if it wasn't for House of Balloons. And like on the low, like on the SoundCloud level, you have all these cats who are kind of emulating that sound. But these dudes are actually kind of interesting, just because, um, like you were talking about, like. Like you don't know who's in the band. <laughs> this is the same idea. Like you don't know who's in the band. They sound black. I think they're two white guys. <laughs> uh, they say they're from Paris, but like all their references are from New York. There's no photos of them. <laughs> there's like a very like there's a two paragraph interview in the Fader. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, there's, so there's a track called uh, Dragons in the MoMA. Dragons a, in the MoMA. Dragons in the MoMA, which has a, a picture of a black girl on the cover. But, like, you know, I was di- trying to dig, dig through and try to find, like, who are these people? And I was like, oh, is this a lead singer? You know? No, some white girl from Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a weird, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if that's intentional or, like, you know, if they're just fucking with me, but it's like a weird. <laughs> kind of aesthetic that they're pushing you know um but the cool thing i like about them um is that they're uh, basically i'm not a fan of blood orange most of y'all know that because he like this cat is like very minimal and like i can't really do anything to it this is basically like this they make like music like if you like blood orange but you want to dance all right, that's like, positive. You know, I, 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 Blood Orange. I feel like he had a couple danceable tracks in that, that Black right. History Month EP. All right, so if you like if, if you like Blood Orange, but you want to make love, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I can't try to think. You really can't. Yeah, you it's can't really make hard love to, to a Blood, Blood Orange, Orange EP. Song. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe. I mean, that that requires like picnic park. You know, <laughs> dip strawberries. You guys hold hands. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I mean, maybe if she's like from like. Ridgewood, <laughs> but it, <laughs> no, no hate towards Queens. Not even Bushwick, Ridgewood. Um, but uh, but no, I mean all that to say, like it's it's kind of like this minimalist R and B, but it's still got that groove, it's still got that funk to it, it's still awesome. kind of like, got like 
a, like a little rhythm to it. Because because I love, I, I, trust me, I'm a huge fan of House of Balloons and Post Weekend R&B. But it's, it felt like with all the atmosphere that I think they added to hip hop, yeah. the groove and the funk has somehow disappeared. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. So I mean, it had that groove and funk. I wouldn't say it had. I mean, it takes out, it strips out all that atmosphere, but it's still kind of like I saw. I see what they're doing. It's still kind of knocks. You know, it's still kind of you know, um, it's not devoid of like soul. Let's put it that way. Which is awesome. Yeah. 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 It's like they, they like, I think they, they accomplished what I was looking for, looking for like a blood orange to do, you know, to, to not strip it down to the point where it's unrecognizable, still have it in there, but still strip out the elements that, you know, <laughs> make it, you know, a bit extra. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. No, so they're cool. Like they only have like maybe two or three songs out on SoundCloud. Only have like forty thousand plays. Like they're like super. It's going to be interesting to see if they evolve and become. Not really say become the weekend, but like, are they going to show their faces? You know, like, are they going to? <laughs> Wait, remember, actually, speaking of which, weekend had the same. He came out mysterious. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. he came out. Yeah, and, like, and it was no a while we didn't know. We, th- we thought he was. You know, some we didn't know he was Canadian from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Via the Bronx, via, via. Yeah, no, yeah, it's the same, yeah, it's the same thing. Because he was like, he could be coming from Canada, he could be from, like, hood, he could have yeah. been, you know, we had no yeah. idea. Yeah. I, I feel like these are, like, these dudes are probably from, like, Westchester. More <laughs> <laughs> <Or> from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, whatever, whatever works, you know, I, I feel like you have to have that, like, that kind of hook to get people to kind of, you know, listen to you. Um, so, you know, if the mysterious thing is still working. 2018. Yeah, why keep not? it going. Yeah, why not? Keep yeah. it going. <laughs> it could be, be every band, which is what kind of like it's cool. I like it because it also makes it interesting just because we're so oversaturated. Like right now, I could go on my Twitter feed and find out, like, you know, what my favorite rapper shout out this morning of his morning shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's too. It's a little too intimate nowadays, so it's cool to have like a mysterious element to the music. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. So what else do you listen to? Um, oh, I can say it was, it's been punk rock week. Oh for yeah, me. still that punk. So the other band is a band called Ice Age, who uh, who also kind of did a weird pivot with Ice Age. Like they came out maybe like five years ago, and they're Danish, but they have those good looks, like you know, like the little, you know, basically Seventeen magazine. Like you know, blue eyes, yeah. blonde, the dirty blonde hair, and and they and they loved them. Yeah. But what's interesting about them is that you know they kind of hit the ground fully formed. It was like like punk, but a little bit of post punk also. So it's a little bit of Joy Division at the same time. Yeah. They dropped two albums, great albums, but then they did a really crazy sharp pivot where their third album, they were basically like fuck that, and then basically they they, they it's like Nick Cave. Yeah. And, and then so the guy, so the, even though like when they're a punk band, obviously you have the rhythms going pop, 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 pop. So you've got to like shout out the lyrics or like sing it. He starts doing this right now. Basically, it's this king cruel like, like, oh, she left me. I'm drunk and lonely warble. The guitars aren't like they aren't like definitely not heavy. Like sometimes they sound a little country. Yeah. Sometimes they sound a little bit. Just, basically, it just sounds like 4 a.m. at the worst dive bar in the world. Yeah. And people who can't play the, can't play the instruments, but who play them perfectly and just like depressing. Word. But it's fun because it's something where you kind of see them kind of graduating where, and I just say that punk is easy, but it's very specific. So yeah. it's kind of cool. And, 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 and like, they're foreigners, they're Danish. So they were doing this very like idealized version of punk. So it's kind of cool for them to kind of take this weird left turn into like, like this drunken Americana type, yeah. type music. So I actually saw them because they have a new album coming out and it has a couple of residencies happening. A couple of days in New York, a couple of days in LA, a couple of days in Tokyo. So I went to go see them, and then now apparently they've got a violinist and a saxophonist full time on stage Dance in addition on. to what's happening. What? So they're playing, and you could you could and for the first I've you can't even hear the guitars. All you hear is the violins and the sax. Wow. <laughs> and you know that could have been the sound man's fault. Yeah. But it was kind of yeah, cool yeah. to kind of see like a like oh shit like they're trying to like and the thing is the songs are still tight and the crowd was still going nuts. But it's cool to kind of see like a band kind of graduate and they sound like gradually because yeah. it's it's a little sharp turn. But it was like, oh shit, I still f- I fucked with them before when they were just doing hardcore punk, and I like them now that they're doing like regular, you know, Americana rock yeah. and roll. So it's kind of fun. That that that's cool. I, I've heard of Ice Age before. Like I just like didn't get a chance to get into them. Um, I actually I I think that might be cool to start with that album and then kind of go backwards. Yeah. Um, just to kind of. No, number one, see the evolution, but I think also too to kind of get a sense of their style, and, you know. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and it's cool because I, I think 
and it's it's you know how it is, and I think it's a lot. It's an issue that I think a lot of black artists face in general. It's like you know you start off in this lane, yeah, and it kind of starts to kind of veer out of it, and it's like what do you do? Do you cannot still do the same kind of album over and over again? Yeah, because at a certain point, you know, you've got two like punk albums, you know, how much, and and not to kind of and and, and as, as somebody who loves the genre, at a certain point. After you've done two or three in a very specific, very genre-specific, very specific sound, what can you do? Yeah. So you got to either like you know evolve that sound or kind of pivot, and it's kind of yeah. cool like they're pivoting and it's kind of so far to get to the landing. So that's kind of awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Well, yeah, no, it's it's uh, so there's another artist I've been listening to that that um, I wouldn't say is doing the same thing, but it's actually kind of interesting because they're kind of like rap punk in a lot of ways. All but, right. So. Well, all right, so have you heard of the group Young Fathers? Yes. Yes. Uh, were you there when I saw them in South By? I was. I seen them in South By, but you see a thousand like you see this. You know, yeah, yeah, the same yeah, bands yeah. over there. I don't know if I was specific for that show exactly. Not yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, I, I remember there was a night where um, I there was like nobody I wanted to see, and I just like vaguely saw them, and I'm just like, oh, they're kind of people of color, and you know. All right, cool. I'm gonna I want to see them, and I walk in, and their show is just like ridiculous, <laughs> like crowded, sweaty cats hanging like, like they're hanging off the rafters, <laughs> and then like you could tell like they're so happy to be performing, like they're just so like so like oh <laughs> shit like you know, and like a lot of their music is it's hard to when you're listening to it it's like it's hard to kind of see. But when you see them live, it's literally like it's kind of like punk rock. Like I felt like I was on a punk show. Like they were, they put in one hundred twenty five percent like into their show. I, I saw them once in the South by, and all I remember was like you said the energy behind it. Yeah, and the one like a uh, white member being hella pissed. But like you just angry at like the world and Work? like but the thing is in a good way, like just amped, like not even like mad, like yeah, oh I'm yeah, mad yeah. At but also I'm like yo, I'm fucking, you know, yeah. like like I'm giving you like you said, like 125% on the yeah. stage. Yeah, and it's weird too because they, they look like I mean it looked like they were gonna fuck shit up and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is <laughs> They've got they've got spectacular ice grills. Yeah, which is kinda crazy. But uh but yeah, so they dropped this new album called Coco Coco Sugar. Uh, which is good. It's not as good as their last album, which has the best title ever. Talk about punk rock. White men are black men too. (laughs) 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 Which is like, it's the best title ever. It's like somebody's getting pissed off right now. (laughs) Call NRA TV. I don't think there's anybody (laughs) who could read that and not get offended. (laughs) White or black. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like Coco Sugar is like is a really good album. I think they're trying. It's a bit more mainstream. Um, they got this this track called "In My View," which is kind of like it's the best indie pop song I've heard in a long time. Oh, it's wow. like it could be in a commercial, but it's still like a bit avant garde. Like they found that balance, and it's still like it's you know it's indie. It, it has those indie rock vibes, but it's also soulful. You know, because the lead singer, you know, but and, like it hit all of these marks. And I haven't heard a song in a long time that hit everything. You know, that they, 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 everybody can kind of enjoy. But if you're like, you know, a fucking hipster, and like, I don't like anything popular, you could still find something <laughs> to like about it. This is a band from the UK, and you guys haven't heard of it at all. I'm going to put it on here and put you on the game. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's like, like, but they sound like really popular, but they're from the UK. Okay, <laughs> I like them now, they're foreign, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, like, yeah, so it, it, it's been yum itself. Like, I, I, I'm warming up too, but like that track in particular, um, has kind of been my wake up song this, this week just because, uh, yeah, it's just it's something about it that I'm just like, this is infectious, awesome. And you know, when you get that, that pop song. Like I, we don't really talk about like pop music here, um, but you know, like there's some songs that are just like they're so catchy. Oh yeah, that that they just like that that earworm that's in your brain, you know. I told you last week I found myself singing the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, like, randomly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and then like, I, I fell into a whole Charlie XCX, and I'm singing like basically songs primarily written for like you know 15 year old girls to get to clubs, and that's I'm humming that in the train in yeah. the subway. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's something to be said about like when you can write a really good pop song. Because yes. like people think it's easy. It's hard as hell. Oh, it's it's, and that's the thing. I think if we, we kind of underestimate, like it's easy to call something crap, like oh, it's pop, yada yada yada. But like you said, it's something where it's a to have an earworm, to have a song that lasts. Yeah. To have a song that crosses over. Where like it takes something like, and I, I still laugh because I'm thinking about. I remember like a lot of hip hop artists in the '90s would kind of bust out for like a. They'd be rapping and all this drop like a like Oldie Bass would kind of start singing something randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something soulful. Yeah. But the reason why it's because those melodies are so like eternal. Ja Rule. Yeah. Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We laugh. We're singing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to like you know step to some girl. <laughs> because I got to argue with my girlfriend because she was like we were talking about a. A great, awful pop song, Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney, She's Mine. Mm. You know. Nothing awful about that. It's, 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 it's arguably one of the corniest songs it ever is, made. It is corny. You know, it it's, is it's, corny. it's Hello, Lionel Richie, music video corny. It, it, it actually is, it is kind of corny. But uh, she brought up the fact that, like, uh, Poor Righteous Teachers, which is basically for you for you young younger kids out there, which is very, like, it's very pro-black, you know, you know, 5% are kind of hip-hop group. And they had a part where they kind of took, like the the, the 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 melody hook to sing about their black queens, but randomly yeah. in the middle of the song. And I was like, "There's no possible way they were this pro-black band." And it's just like, obviously, because th- th- that was in their head. It stays there for fucking ever. Yeah, like, it will be. I'll, unfortunately, there's many, many a Spice Girl song that will die <laughs> <laughs> in my deathbed, popping around in my head because <laughs> I just can't escape it. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, yo, Michael Jackson. I think he kind of leveled up on that song. Yeah, what, what the, the like she's they, mine? Yo, he's fighting Paul McCartney Jesus. over there. Well, come on, that was that was some of the worst acting I've I ever know, heard. I know, but I'm just like, uh, who are you fighting? Like, who do you share in common? <laughs> like Elizabeth Taylor? Like who? <laughs> <laughs> that always bugged me about that song. I'm like, who are you like both fighting over? Yeah, and I can never <laughs> like what club is there where yeah like whatever <laughs> who like who what. <laughs> What? All right, she's gonna be have to be white. Let's start from there. Uh, yeah, but yeah, she's like, white. So, but, so, but, but like, is she like Paul McCartney's age and Paul McCartney's like robbing the cradle, or is she like? Yeah, I just can't. There's gotta be who could date? Because he was with Brooke Shields. Like, I, I, I can't say Brooke Shields. Remember they they were like they like they were a couple of right yeah. right when he was doing a split between him and Jackson Five. His whole career was happening, so they would pop up together as arm candy. Yeah, but like you figure that Paul McCartney would be going after it because like I said the age difference. Like who could what could be? I, yeah, yeah, that always bugged me about this song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's either the worst or the best party that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> We need we need Tiffany Haddish to go back in time and report. <laughs> you you know who knows? Quincy Jones does. Quincy jo- Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones does that shit. <laughs> Quincy Jones would know that a hundred percent. Quincy Jones is like yeah, if I know those girls, I had her. <laughs> I had her a while ago. Did, you, did I tell you she ended up dead? Dead in the commune by mafia. <laughs> Quincy Jones does. Uh, so on that note, uh, if anybody has a contact for Quincy Jones, <laughs> tell them that the, the public needs to know <laughs> who MJ and McCartney are fighting uh, over. Anyway, uh, uh, so like I, I before we leave, and this is probably another another podcast conversation. I did start listening to the Wendy's mixtape for the culture. You know what? I wish it was like like I, I I don't know who the rapper was, but she spits hot bars. Really? I wish she didn't do it for Wendy's. Cause on the low, the hamburger helper mixtape. That was that was dope. That that was actually dope. That's dope. Like like that, it was short as shit. Came in, the dude spit the bars. It was fun. Yeah. He, he came in, came out very yeah. quickly. Yeah. No, the the Wendy's mixtape is actually kind of like it's it's and it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> That our dope hip hop needs to come from, you know, come corporate on, food products. You can't, you got, you got to go. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no spitters in the SoundCloud rap genre. It's, you got, you got to go. You got to go towards. You know what I'm saying? I mean, homegirl is a female rapper, and she's like spitting bars oh. about Wendy's, about other fast food chains beefing with Wendy's <laughs> on Twitter. But she like, you know, like. I do have to say, it was clever enough that, you know, it didn't feel, like, inauthentic. 
I'll, I'll give it that. Like, it, it's still, like, corny as fuck. Yeah. But it didn't feel, you know, I, I wasn't like, oh, this is, fuck this shit. Like, I, I was still listening to it. It wasn't like, yes, yes, y'all raps and grand, grandfather raps. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, they it, it took itself seriously. Yeah. As seriously as it could have. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't even, you know, she didn't do, like, you know, she could, did, they could do, like, a SoundCloud trap thing. Like, this is kind of like, you know, 16-bar hip-hop stuff. Nice. You know? So, uh, yeah, so I, I started, I didn't finish it. So I didn't want to really talk about it. Um, Hope but, that, so you don't have to go through that. You know, it, it's it's. Shout out to Wendy's. <laughs> Fresh, never frozen. <laughs> See, they got you. <laughs> oh man! And on that note, <laughs> you're all out there. Stay fresh. Stay fresh. Support your local fast food chains that support real hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Five Guys going to be dropping out soon. Yo, I want a Five Guys album. You know what I'm saying? I'll give five, you know who's probably going to have a fire album? Yo, Taco Bell. They're moving into that, that fry territory and shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're feeling themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get a couple of micro made beats out there. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. That, that, that's actually, I think I want to write an article about like who, like if every fast food chain put out an album, what would it sound like? I can tell you would have the best album though. Who? White Castle. Yeah. White Castle, because white there's nothing. Yeah, well, it, it's just gonna be a, it's just gonna be a Kid Cudi album. True. <laughs> it's just gonna be. <laughs> it's literally going to be some nonsensical rambling. Three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Record at three in the morning. <laughs> let's let's be real about White Castle. <laughs> Bad audibles. It's like I'm drunk. <laughs> Yeah, I have to work with my Kid Cudi voice. He's got a little that sing-songy deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely stoner. Oh man. Uh, on that All note, right, on that note, people, it's been real people. Be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, tell absolutely. your mama. As always. Later. Until now. Next time, peace. Peace.